God bless fantasy football. There are many things a man can do with his time. And this is better than those things. It's finally here, the last week, the finals. And we're very honored to have both finalists with us this week to talk about it. It was a crazy week of a semifinals, I think, to say the least. I mean, you can't see them on Zoom right now, but Noah had a nice little smirk when, when I mentioned it. So I think he, he out of anyone, would admit that it was a pretty crazy year. It's COVID, everything, and we're, we're going to dive into it. I'm your host, 2018 champion, Andrew Galblatt, joined as always by your co-host, your commissioner, your two-time champion, Mr. Andrew Seiler. And we're joined, as I alluded to at the top of the show this week, by your finalists. You were 20, I just should have looked up beforehand, I want to say 20. 14 2016 champion and all, and fellow finalist mr noah smitelli noah how you doing today i'm doing great it's uh it's good to be back in the finals uh last time i was in the finals was against this this man again andrew seiler so i'm excited for a chance at redemption yeah it's a it's a it's a weird storyline and it, it, i'll be honest you know as the outsider here as the you know i didn't make the playoffs i was kind of enjoying the show this is not what i wanted to see I mean, I'm, you know, obviously congratulations to both of you for making it, but I think I speak for the majority of the league when we, when I say it would, it would have been a lot more fun to have, you know, Dane, Scott, or even one of the above in the playoffs to maybe give a little new blood to the, to the championship trophy. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Congratulations to you both. It was a long season. You both made a lot of moves. You're two of the top. I mean, if we look back at our power rankings, I would guess that you two have been in the top four for the majority of the season. So it, it's really no surprise that you're here, but uh to say i'm a little uh you know i, I, I was gonna say frustrated but not frustrated but a little disappointed with the with the the turnout or the final or i'm the a final. bit to hear, to hear that from you I, I don't know if you feel the same way siler but i feel like the less people that win the trophy the more prestigious it is so you having one i feel like you'd want less less new people winning one no because we're in year this was year 11 and i feel like the year 11 would have been you know you, I guess it's not, you don't have to speak of it this way. You could pick any benchmark, but I feel like, you know, having a 10 year stamp on, okay, here was the first 10 years, right? You had like three or four people who really dominated the league, right? Russell won it three times. Styler won it two times, was in the finals four times. I was in the finals four times. You've been to the finals twice. Caniglio has been to the finals twice, right? Like kind of like that's the decade. And then year 11 could have been a new leaf. Like, okay, now here's, here's the new 10 year rate. Here's what's going to happen for the next 10 years. So it's not that, I, I understand where you're coming from with that, but it, from a storytelling perspective, which is what this podcast thrives on, it would have been a little nice to have like a new a new bookmark to the or uh, to here's here's year eleven here let's see what year eleven to year twenty is going to bring. I agree. I mean, it would have been fun to have at least one of them in it because then you have the hope of oh, will there be a new champion? But also to Noah's point, then we wouldn't be able to do. Have you won a championship? Have you won? Because because I won a championship, so we're still able to do that with basically half the i feel like half the league hasn't won it yet um well we so, said we've, we've had 10 I mean, between the three of us that's that's four of the championships russell, and has, russell three. has three of them so that's seven and then caniglio has one that's eight Corey has one that's nine and nate has one that's eight. ten so that's so that leaves wyatt dane scott lee brian brian is that it brian oh, so the entire Brian divisions. That's Wyatt, Scott, Brian, Dane, Lee, and 
Yeah, this was five. I think that's it. Wells. Technically Wells. Well, technically Wells. Well. <laughs> half. So yeah, so five and a half of the members have not won a championship. So yeah, so I mean, obviously, is is it a surprise that you two made the finals? No, I think you know if when you're making the brackets, if you're putting your money down, you guys were you know two of the highest scoring teams behind the power rankings again it was more so the storyteller and me wanting to you know start the start year 11 on a new leaf or end year 11 on a new leaf but here we are we'll dive into last week's games we'll talk about the waiver wire because i hear there's a little bit of saltiness noah between you and siler about a certain waiver transaction that siler tried to make uh, we can dive into that and uh and we'll go from there so the first matchup we'll talk about our guests first we had noah against scott a crazy matchup, a ton of injuries. It was so many ups and downs. I can only imagine. I don't know if you guys were texting to each other, but you know, you start off with James Robinson getting hurt in the first quarter, and that's just like, okay, well, that's going to be the end of of that because he has his full after the the Thursday or was it was the Thursday night game of D. Oh, I guess let's start all the way back. You have the Thursday night game of AJ Brown, Devo Samuel. And the 49ers I, I, defense, right? I, I mean, text Scott that night. I'm like, oh, I'm a little surprised you have the, the guts to play AJ Brown on his first night batch. Uh, he made a good point though that he doesn't even know if, if Adam Thielen or um, Tyler Lockett would play. But yeah, uh, still, still definitely a gutsy move. No, he made the right choice as and, his uh, as his best player. And going and so basically going into the Sunday games, you had a 60 point deficit you had to make up. Um, you then have on your side, so you get James Robinson getting hurt in the first quarter, which is which is rough. You have Gronk with only two points, Brady with only 15 points, Aaron Jones with 11. Um, you know, after those one o'clock games, you must be feeling pretty defeated because on the flip side for for for, for uh, what's his name for Scott, he had Rodgers with 22, Shot Penny, I think was a one o'clock game. Well, he might have been. Every single player of mine played at one o'clock on Sunday, except for Cowboys defense. So I, I had the lead coming out of sun, uh, coming out of one o'clock. Okay, I, it was up and down throughout because obviously Tom. Right, and Brock, oh, right, right. Because then he had Rashad Penny go at the, at the afternoon games, and he scored yep. twenty three points, and that was basically like, okay, he's that's it. Yeah. Um, then you have your Cowboys defense, and that I guess talk was was Cowboys defense always going to be the play. Um, yeah, I, I, I left myself, you know, with, with my options going into most weeks I, I, between I had Bills, I had um, one other team, I think, for a little bit. But uh, the way the Cowboys defense had been playing and especially with the, with the matchup against Washington, they, they were the ma- they were the decision from the beginning of the week. But um, you know, actually, ever since Nate, Nate dropped them when like the day before I or the Nate and I was, you know, right after that. Uh, but just watching that game was, was a thing of beauty. The fir- first play of, of the Washington's offense, they threw an interception and I was like, all right, just, just keep doing that all night. And then I got a chance and, yeah. uh, and it was great. That's tough for Scott. And I mean, basically if you're Scott, if you, if you even have a semblance of a second running back, he wins that game. I mean, he needed this, like anyone to score. I mean, he, he needed a running back that scored what you, you won by five points. So he needed a running back that scored seven points. I mean, you know, if he gets any semblance of a player in that spot. And there's no way he could have played Keyshawn Vaughn over Hines. You know, obviously you could play all, you know, could have, should have, would have, but like he made the right call. Well, he didn't have Keyshawn Vaughn until Sunday morning. So he didn't, you know, I had blocked him until he purposely used Hines. 
Ah, got it. I did not realize that. Okay. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't want him using Keyshawn just for the chance that he was the, you know, primary back. But I got to be honest, though. I thought, no, your chances of winning were probably like 2% going after, into that game. Yeah. After everything that happened in the afternoon, yeah, Cowboys D getting – I mean, they've had an incredible month, but still, even counting on 20 points plus, I needed 22 to make it work. You need, a, you need at least a touchdown. And if you don't get a touchdown, then you don't win. Yeah, You got two. And you got two. Yeah. Cause even because even if even if they get that first touchdown, right? If they don't get the, the block punt touchdown, you don't win. If it yeah. was a block punt, you, you would have it, lost. Well, yeah, if, if remember I said they jipped me on a fumble. If they got just that fumble, I would have lost. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> two plays before the block. They they really like they showed the replay. He definitely fumbled before he went down, and the refs are like, Oh, this is not reviewable. I was like, What? Why isn't it reviewable? <laughs> and then uh, it's probably almost better it wasn't because you lose. Yeah, well, they did that, and then the play after the guy drops an interception. I'm like, come on! And then they blocked the punt. So, yeah, so crazy game for you. Mm-hmm. Well deserved. I mean, you definitely. I, I would say both you guys. Oh my! The cat going on mine. Okay, now it's done. Um, both you guys, I would say, well deserved. I mean, you, they were both close games. So I, I'd say there's no one here who kind of got, luckily got into the into the into the finals. But we go to the second game. We had Siler against Dane. And your game was a little bit more back and forth. It wasn't as cut or dry as, let's say, Noah's was, where you know he had everyone playing out one, and Scott had that huge lead good Thursday night. Uh, it was really a lot of back and forth, back and forth, high-scoring performers. And at the end of the day, it really is Dane's two tight end strategy of drafting George Kittle that shoots him in the foot only three point one points. The big, the main differentiator between you and uh, and you and him. Outside of, you know, we could talk about the Miami defense, Devontae Parker's zero points. I mean, there was a lot of storylines going into this, but uh, we, I think the bit, yeah. We were texting back and forth like the entire time. Alan Lazard, like, he had his almost his season high amount of points with 10 minutes left in the second quarter. And I was like, this is bullshit. Like, what's happening right now? I'm, and Nick Chubb and him, it was just back and forth, big play. Alan Lazard, Nick Chubb, Alan Lazard, Nick Chubb. And I felt pretty screwed there. Uh, so that was a fun way to start. And then with Kyler, to Dane's point, I think he called him a rat face fuck, but um, Kyler had like a 50 yard run, but barely gets tackled at the one or two yard line. And then two play, one or two plays later, Chase Edmonds runs it in for a touchdown. That's a 12 point swing. That basically gives me the win. Like you could look at this a million different ways, but like it just goes to show you, you need a lot of luck. And it was a great matchup. We both scored a ton of points and ultimately it came down to Ian book. And thankfully it did. Well, in our league, it's a 14 point swing actually with the seven point. Oh, is it seven? I thought we changed it to six, but yeah, it could be seven. Yeah. I think there's a few uh, point things. I think we need to start reconsidering with our league. Um, in terms of scoring prevalence, I think quarterback rushing touchdowns is one where I think we're going to have to look at for seven points. Seems like a lot of points for a rushing touchdown for a quarterback or just anyone. I feel like Jonathan Taylor who had his touchdown streak stopped, but running backs are more likely to get touchdowns than wide receivers. I mean, whenever you get close to the goal line, it's usually running. Um, So I'm fine with lowering that because Jonathan Taylor was a machine for every single week. Uh, and you're right with running backs like, or with quarterbacks like Lamar and Kyler and the list goes on and on. 
it makes it a little cheap. So I'm definitely open to decrease. Look at who's – I mean, Tom Brady's the top three quarterbacks, you know? Like, he, he didn't need the rushing to do it. I don't think it's that sweet. Because passing touchdowns are worth five right now, so. I think they're worth four. No, they're worth five. I think they're worth four. I no, I think that. Noah's they're right. Pretty... Really? I, I watched Tom Brady throw a lot of them. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was a close game. Uh, and there's really no one I mean the only thing he could have done was play Devonta Smith but even that was not going to give him the win it was yeah I mean it just came down to the, it was, he was tight end screwed over George Kittle with only three points and his defense and Chiefs defense did really well 14 points a lot of points I think there's that I, I do think that defensive touchdowns shouldn't be worth seven points um, but that's just me I think I think they they should be worth points, like maybe five points, but seven points seems like a lot of They're, points for... Funny enough, defensive touchdowns are only worth six. Are they? Yeah. Oh, but still, so, so I, I think... No, I think you're, like our, you're like our Mike Pereira. No, Trust me, I, I looked at all the possibilities of what I needed <laughs> for my defense. I was like, okay, they could do this, this, and this. How many permutations did you figure out for yeah, your defense? Yeah. <laughs> I looked at a million combinations. There was only one. But I don't know, I feel like... I, I mean, we'll have to put up, maybe we talk about it next episode of retro, I don't know, retrospective of what we would change, but I think defenses this year have scored a lot of points and are too big of a, a flux or a, because at the end of the day, I know there's obviously some right choices with playing defense, right? Like the, like, should you go the Lee route and play Steelers defense all season long when they're the 23rd ranked defense? <laughs> Probably not. But should you also kind of, be rewarded for playing a, a a good matchup, right? Like Cowboys against Washington is a great matchup, but like I feel like the the difference between getting rewarded twenty six points for a great matchup versus like seven points for a defense doing okay, it seems like really big of a swing for a little bit of randomness that that happens. Because just because you have a good matchup doesn't mean you're going to get touchdowns, right? Like it's not I like mean, you I play a defense. Agree. I, yeah. I think th- this the scoring hasn't been different though, like than last year. And last year, it like it's just there's there's been a lot of defensive touchdowns this year. So it's yeah. like, you know, um, there's, there's I'm open to lowering it though. I mean, I kind of agree. I think it is a lot. I mean, yeah. I don't know what the Dolphins got. Some in the high twenties, like that. Yeah, like twenty seven points. Like it just seems excessive for what could be all oh, a tip pass and, or like a block punt is just random. Like, I mean, you just have to get lucky. And like, it seems like a lot of points to, I would say maybe four points for a defensive touchdown or something. Yeah. Like that. I think so too. Yeah. But it was a good matchup and we, that was that. Unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about your matchups that I missed that I, I, I forgot about. Just want to give a shout out to Justin Jackson filling in very admirably for uh, COVID list Austin Eckler. We were talking. Uh, no, we were talking with someone, and Salar also has a similar story. So there's a guy we play Xbox with. His name is we just call him C, mm-hmm. and he, he was talking about how he's in the finals of his league, and he was like, "Yeah, you know what really saved me was I was able to pick up Justin Jackson on Saturday uh, when I heard about Eckler." And I'm like, "I'm like, you're you don't play in a real league. Like what? Like like the idea that you could pick up someone like I, like." They, like, I, I was like, that's a lunacy that you could have pick up someone like that and have like that guy must have been has was Justin just was he a free agent when you picked him up or was he like 
Did you yeah, pick him was, up last week? Uh, not last week. No, I picked him up just this week. But yeah, but like on Wednesday, not like uh, the Saturday, well, yeah, before. Thursday when waivers went. Yeah, yeah. Tyler has a similar story where his dad. Yeah, my dad is in a league where he made the finals and he has some running back issues. Who I think he actually also picked up Justin Jackson the week before. But now he's like, yeah, I'm looking for a running back. Now Justin Jackson's out. And then I'm going to try to pick up Rashad Penny off of, off of waivers. I'm like, that's not a real league either. Like, I don't care how many – if there's 10 guys in the league, Rashad Penny should not be available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's brutal. But let's take a look at Siler on the Wire. I don't have a song. I probably should have had a song for the last Siler on the Wire, unfortunately. But I could do a little jingle. It's Siler on the wire, who bid even higher. Let's see who was taken, and what got all shaken on the wire. (laughs) All right. Well, with that intro, uh, (laughs) on the wire was basically a lot of Noah spending $1 because I have no money. for some reason, Noah's upset because we were texting and Noah's like, oh, I'm going to pick up Trey Lance. And he's like upset that I put in a $0 bid for Trey Lance. But like, why wouldn't I do that? I just um, well, no, also, so, ask me, so ask me, Noah. So I had a question. For, so Sally told me the story. Where did you pick up? Are you Did you pick him up purely so that it, when you end the season, you could say that you had Trey Lance on your team if you win, and that way it makes sense when you look back at your league history? Or do you truly think no. there's a scenario where you play him if Tom Brady can't play? Yeah, if Tom Brady can't play, he's the best quarterback option by far. So uh, You say that, cool. I saw today Jimmy G's like, oh, I'm good enough to play. I so. know. Yeah, if, if, he's, <laughs> if he's actually a starter. But he's got a broken finger in his hand, throwing hand like I'd, I'd still rather if i'm the 49ers coach i'd rather play with jimmy g than trey lance after seeing trey lance play so we'll see we will was there, was, was there a little but there wasn't even like a little part of you that was like oh i want to make sure that if my team name is you, you're not like a little nervous to end the season with that team name if he's not on your roster no i i'm not i you you said oh he dropped him and he started losing i i didn't have him throughout the entire playoffs and i'm here so the no. thing is, it doesn't matter if they're on your team anymore. If you've got this far with that team name, you can't change the team name at this point, regardless of who's on your team. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the entire playoffs, I've just been using the waiver wire as an extension of my bench with my – I went in with, like, $27, and all I do is just, you know, keep players that I want to keep unavailable to players uh, to, to my opponents or but i've heard you you've also you've also learned the hard rule this season that you can't pick up and drop someone on a sunday and not have them be edible no i that's not something i didn't know it's something i learned personally but um the the um i, I remember you brought it up like after i gave either nate or uh, lee a quarterback like with i i decided to pick up um Gardner Minshew instead of whoever I was I can only have four QBs on my roster so <laughs> I you know I couldn't block everybody but I'd rather I, I that was the day that Jalen Hurts was out I figured Gardner might have had a, a pretty good game so I wanted to block him rather than the other option that I had already blocked gotcha so, got it. well just going back to the waiver wire for how so the two players that Noah or I guess three players Noah technically blocked me on Trey Lance uh Amon Ross St. Brown and Tyler Boyd um he put in a bunch of other bids for people that i might have picked up but i personally wasn't that interested 
the only one I think that is significant is Amon Ross St. Brown because I probably would have started him in the flex and Noah is currently starting him in the flex. But that might lead to Noah's demise because if Amon Ross St. Brown has a bad game and he loses because of it, it's on him. So that's kind of what my personal hope is, is that that is his downfall of having too much fab. Um, but we will see. Time will tell, Noah. Yeah, he's starting in the flex for now. Um, if Jared Goff doesn't play, he's not going to get the the start from me. Um, I'll make make it a little. Play. Really, but he didn't. He didn't play last week. Yeah, they were playing the Falcons, and you, you know their defense, Andrew. <laughs> Who do they play this week? Uh, Seattle. They're not great either, but I just wouldn't want to try to test fate twice with tim boyle i don't know it sounds you like you have a tough decision on your hands no i hope you make the right choice it it's not that tough it's, it's not. um but i don't know if you, I, I heard this stat somewhere along the season like tim boyle made a start earlier in the year and um someone was saying like his stat line in college was one touchdown and like 12 interceptions and he's been a backup in the nfl for five years like how does he retain that that type of title just as he has arm strength but so i, I don't really want to trust tim boyle uh going into finals week all right no no rebuttal Tyler. do you want a rebuttal uh not a lot of smack talk you guys are kind of you're nervous about i have respect for noah is always you know both of us are always in contention so we always have good matchups so i don't have much smack talk i don't know your matchup in week 12 was not that exciting i'm looking back now it was well i won it seven to 81 well i won it and (laughs) i I've scored more than Noah most weeks since then, especially in the playoffs. I've my team has dominated. So, um, uh, yeah, that was yeah, Travis Kelsey list. Travis Kelsey list. Yeah, last week was a was no Kelsey, which was difficult, but my team overcame. And uh, you know, it's 2017 all over again. So, we'll see how it turns out this time. Yeah. So let's look at the matchup. Let's just go into it. So. Let's just do well, a little, a little before trip. before you do that. If you want to know some answers, because I, I I was talking to Siler um, about some you know alternate universes uh, the last last time that, mm-hmm. that you guys were on the podcast, but he uh, didn't do it justice in my in my opinion. But um, it, just in terms of what could happen, and, and I would have you know I'm not trying to gloat here. I would have brought this up and found it interesting, regardless if I made finals or didn't. But Andrew, we, we kind of uh, – you gave me a decision to make in our trade if I wanted to trade Dodwin or Hopkins. Yeah. And if I had traded you Hopkins, um, the results wouldn't have been different in terms of wins and losses because, I you know, I, I ended up winning out anyway. But I would I would have had the, the one seed if I kept Dodwin, which means that I would have played Siler in the semis and Dane would have played Scott. And so you would have had a finals matchup of Siler versus Dane instead. Wow. I would, I would have lost. I wouldn't have made finals. Wow. So, yeah, that was something that, uh, you know, is definitely a little interesting. And then it definitely wouldn't have changed anything either if uh, if Russell didn't make the trade with me. He uh, he makes playoffs, but then he, he had a really bad performance week one, so he just would have ended up losing to Scott instead of uh, Nate losing to Scott. If he – oh, if he hadn't made the trade, he would have made the playoffs? Yeah, if he kept Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins, you know, he would have made – um, playoffs, he would have had more points for than, than uh, Nate, but then you know, Nate and um, Russell both would have lost to Scott in that first round anyway. Hmm. So, interesting, less, less exciting of an alternate universe, but yeah, but what happens to you in that universe? 
Um, I still, it wouldn't have changed the win. So I would have had the first round by, um, and then not having Justin Jefferson, I probably would have had to make some adjustments, uh, to what my wide receiver corpse would have looked like for going into this matchup. Mm-hmm. I probably would have started Amon on same bound. Right. Cause Justin, cause if you don't have Justin Jefferson, you probably don't do that trade with me. Well, yeah. And then, then I don't have anybody because then I don't have a running back this week. No Aaron Jones. You don't have Godwin. You don't have Hopkins. I still have Mike Gassetti <laughs> as my tight end. <laughs> no Godwins, no Hopkins, no Justin Jefferson. I'm starting Antonio Brown and Amon Ross St. Brown, Justin Jackson, and uh, one point, you know, James Robinson last week. I probably lose last week. Yeah, probably. So, so yeah, if Russell doesn't make the trade and Scott goes to the championship, congrats. Scott. Wow. <laughs> also, if, if, that scenario, Sally, we're talking about where if if if, Cy, if Siler if if Dane if Wyatt beats you and Dane gets the bye, that's got to change stuff too, right? Dane would have def he would have beaten anybody else, I think, this week except for me. So if I don't beat Wyatt, I don't win my division, don't make the playoffs. Dane is in the finals right now, so it's really Wyatt's fault that Dane is not in the finals. Yeah, it's it true. Been- would have been Torrell's in the playoffs, and how did they do? How did they end up doing? Probably not good. Based I on, I mean, they have Matt Stafford, and he looked horrendous this week. So probably not that good. But let's talk about your guys' matchup, the the stars of the hour, because you guys have played each other twenty one <laughs> times over the last ten years. I guess eleven years counting this year. And Siler has won thirteen of the twenty one. You've won nine. If we look I mean, back, eight? I mean, if we look back just the last, you know, so the last time you guys played in, in the finals matchup was in week 16 of 2017, where Siler, you know, kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, kind of stomped you, Noah. I mean, he wins 151 to 90. I could probably even, like, go back to see who. who can can't you? If I definitely go, like, Gurley. Gurley, I think that was the postseason where Gurley scored, like, 50 points for, like, three straight weeks. How do you go to league history? League history. There we go. This was 2017. Yeah. Yeah, 2017. On 2017. 2017, I was looking for a back to back championship run. Yes. Oh, this was the Darkwa Magicians. Yes. (laughs) Well, I can't. Why is it not letting me look at the actual game? It's annoying. Oh, yeah, it's not letting me look at the game either. But well, I could probably just see your last, your, 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 your roster, so Styler. You had Drew Brees, Gurley, Lynch, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Eric Ebron, Golden Tate, Noah. You had Dak, Lamar Miller, Alvin Kamara, Thielen, Keelan Cole, Gronk. Oh, you were doing double tight end. You had Gronk and Greg Olson. (laughs) It's a strategy that works sometimes. (laughs) Gronk is now on both of your championship rosters. Yeah, I mean, well... You know, there's a difference between 2017 and this year, though. Yeah, I know. Much different. Much <laughs> different. Older. You agreed that I'm going to win. Thank you. <laughs> Much different. Yeah. So, going into this week, though, I mean, this is a highly projected matchup. And then also just to, to recount, like I said, earlier this season, so a few weeks ago, you guys played in what we thought was going to be an incredibly high-scoring matchup. It was, I, I believe we called it the game of the week between two of our, I think it was our number one and number two rated teams and kind of duds across the board from everyone. You had uh, Saquon with seven, Jamar Chase with five, Elijah Moore with seven, Dolphins D with 25 though. So that's kind of a trend for you, Siler. 
Yeah, his and kicker then, defense outscored me by 40 in that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And then on the flip <laughs> side, Noah had his kicker with one point, Godwin with one point. Uh, uh, Jefferson, his highest scoring receiver was Darnell Mooney with 18, Brady with only 11. So looking to bounce back. I mean, I'm sure you're playing, you must have played back the tape for your boys about that game, right? I, yeah, I got rid of the dead weight. You know, Godwin, James Robinson, Mike Kosecki, they, they really weren't doing anything. So I got <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were, they were, they were really... dead weight. <laughs> yeah, he was, so that's why I got rid of him. You know? Oh, okay. So in our finals matchup, as always, we got Noah against Siler. Right now, Noah is a nine-point favorite. But who knows? As we know, from our 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 tracking ESPN is only right is right half of the time with its projections. So, <laughs> not anything to take to heart. You look at some of the matchups really quickly for these teams on Siler's team. You got some tough games. You have Herbert against Denver, who's the number three defense. You have Edmonds against Dallas, who's the number four defense. You have Jamar Chase against Kansas City, who's the number 10 defense. But on the flip side, you have Devontae Parker, Cooper Cup, and Travis Kelsey with some pretty juicy matchups themselves. We look at Noah's team really quickly, and we see that he's in a fairly similar situation with some tough matchups for Austin Eckler playing against Denver, the ninth ranked defense, Antonio Brown against the Jets, who I believe they have, I would have to guess that they have the seventh ranked defense because teams just kind of start running on them when they're winning would be my, my guess. Watch, I'm excited about this game. Yes. That's all they do is, is get run on. So. That's what I'm excited about. <laughs> but Tom, Tom wants to, you know, make New York remember his, his yeah. presence. But so. he's got some good matchups too. He's got, you know, Tom Brady against the Jets, Bill's defense against Atlanta, Gronk against the Jets, Aaron Jones, who I repeatedly say is the biggest fraud in football uh, against the Vikings. But I could see either team. I mean, each team's got some boom, got some bust. It's going to be interesting to see who wins. Uh, we'll start off with you, Siler. Who do you think is going to win this matchup? Hmm, this is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with myself. Um, I Why? think my going to pull it out i think you know obviously i love justin jefferson more than anyone but i will say it's supposed to be like five degrees for the sunday night football game and that's going to have an impact kirk cause i can't even picture him playing in five degree weather it's going to be real ugly they're going to be terrible they're just going to hand it to dalvin 40 times uh and i don't think jefferson's going to have a good game i think green bay is just going to like double and triple cover him and force KJ Osborne to catch whatever he can in five degree weather. So, and I think he's carried Noah over these past few weeks. So I think it's going to be, my team's going to do okay, but Noah's team is going to have a bad week, similar to how I beat Noah last time a few weeks ago. So I think it's going to be a similar type of matchup. All right, we'll go over to Noah. Noah, tough matchup. It's close, but you're projected to win by nine. What are your thoughts? I agree with ESPN that uh, I should win, (laughs) so... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. But, um, yeah, I think the Patrick's can try to double cover Justin Jefferson, but you know, it won't work. So come on, you, you watch him as much as I have. He's unguardable. Well, I don't know. It's going to be five degree. Have you, could you imagine Kirk Cousins playing in five degree weather? Cause it's going to be ugly. Well, you know who that's good for Aaron Jones in that same game. So you mean AJ Dillon? Mm. <laughs> we'll Aaron Jones is the touchdown maker. Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the matchup? So I go back and forth. uh, And I have personal thoughts and I have 
rational thoughts. So where do you want me to start? My personal or my rational? Definitely personal and then go rational. So the personal dilemma I run in my head is if Noah wins, that's an additional person who has now won multiple championships. You've already won multiple championships. So kind of to Noah's point before about the prestige of the trophy, as more people become multiple champions, my one championship, the value of that really diminishes. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> but I, but that, that's, that's me going against you, Noah. I, I understand it, but yeah. the logic from that I brought up. Before, <laughs> right, right, right. right, right. There, yeah. So from a personal standpoint, I, I feel like, and it's nothing against Noah as a person, but I'm saying personal from my own, for my selfish reasons. I think I want Siler to win because then we'll have two three-time champions, but everyone else is still a single champion. So if we start having a three-time, two two-times, you know, all of a sudden my one time from a few years ago, it's like, oh, you congrats, you won one time. We now have half the people who have won have won multiple times. So it's not, it's more of like a diminishing returns for me. So from a personal standpoint, I pick, I pick um, Siler. From a rational standpoint, I, I get where you're coming from, Siler, with the Justin Jefferson matchup. I really think it's going to come down to how, I mean, it's going to sound stupid, but how the Bucks play given Noah's depth of Bucks players. Because if they start running up the score and his players haven't been involved in those scores, the Bucks have already clinched the playoffs. They, they've won their division. Um, I'm not sure what much more they're playing for. I don't know if they can still play for the bye if they're in contention yeah, for that. The they what? They can get the one seed. Yeah. So it, technically, guess... yeah, but Green Bay has to win one more game and they play Detroit next week. So it's unlikely that Tampa will get a bye. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, they're still going to play for the win, obviously, but I could see a scenario where they're up by like 21, 20 point or you know 21 14 maybe 14 they win but i don't know i think the tempo of the jets game is going to be a real determiner but i do worry about your team styler with some of your key performers like herbert specifically and jamar chase uh, having fairly tough matchups because i think in the weeks where those players have struggled have been weeks that you've also struggled so uh, it's a tough choice i think if i look at the matchups though i have to assume in the scenario i'm thinking i'm thinking that the bucks get a lead through tom brady not through the running game and so if that's the case then i think noah wins but i think if if it goes the other way around and it's a few rushing touchdowns for ronald jones then um i think you win siler so who's so what's your choice so if i had to if i had a (laughs) if i had a bet if i was going to vegas I would probably bet on Noah to win. But like mm-hmm. I said, from a personal standpoint, I would like Siler to win for my selfish reasons. So I think, you know, I think it. we can all be friends still, right? I mean, I said both your names for different reasons. Right. We can definitely all be friends. So I have the highest pick rate correct this year, and Gelblatt and the guests have not done so well. So if anything, <laughs> it's all bodes well in my favor so i'm all for it playoffs is a new new beast i don't know i don't know my playoff picks i don't think have been too hot noah oh gosh <laughs> that's all right i'm sorry but my playoff picks have been spot on so no I but i think I, I i think you're i think antonio i think the antonio brown i think the 
the seventh opponent rank next to the Jets is misleading because it's not because they're actually good against the wide receiver. So I think that if you take that away and you make that like a, a green and you look at your matchups, you have some pretty good matchups. And like how think- could how could how could the quarterback against the Jets have the twenty eighth ranked matchups, but their wide receivers are only the seventh? Like they only throw to tight ends and running, right? <laughs> Which Ronald Jones can't catch the ball for his life, so that's <laughs> fine by me. But Keyshawn Vaughn can, so get ready for a no, lot of honestly. Vaughn. He really can't. When I've watched that, <laughs> he really can't either. But um, I think when I as I've watched a lot of Bucks games this year, having Godwin and Brady, like he kind of likes to spread around the touchdowns. And last week, Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn both got touchdowns and Brady only threw one to Cameron Bright. So I feel like Antonio Brown and Gronk in an easy, easy matchup are due to like, you know, hey, they're open or even if they're not, I'm going to try to give them touchdowns. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I like even if Tom Brady doesn't go off, like I like him in a softer matchup than, than Herbert against Denver. Obviously, Herbert's amazing, so he can do it whenever. And I don't want to talk Siler out of it, but I do want to bring up some question as to Devontae Parker starting for him after no targets last so week. So I am happy to address that question. I've learned my lesson, okay? I started Edwards. He proceeded to put up his own, well, I will say his only goose egg at the time. The following week, he had a touchdown and he had a good game. So it's more of like a, uh, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me type of thing where I've learned my lesson. Devontae Parker, even in his write-up, they're like, oh, he's had at least five targets every game before this one where he had none. So, like, I think it was more of the exception to the rule last week where New Orleans is so bad with Ian Book. That they're like, why are we going to throw? Like, we'll just throw to Jalen Waddle wide open and run. And next week, Tennessee's pasty is so bad that – that Parker just makes sense. So I, I'm very confident in my decision to play Parker. I mean, you weren't that confident because you wanted Amon Ross St. Brown. So I don't know. Maybe he heard that and he's not happy about it. So it's just not going to perform. I mean, it, uh, I, I do have to say, I think from another, from a rational, this is the rational side of me. Um, Salah's probably really screwed up his locker room by publicly stating that he proposed a, a lower split, um, you know, really losing confidence in the locker room sure my guys don't need extra motivation this is the finals they have all the motivation that they need but if you're a player and you're here that your head coach is trying to hedge bets because he doesn't think his team's gonna win and wants to make sure that if he loses he gets a little bit more money like you would be a little discouraged if you're that player if, if i can bring this into real life um i just was playing in a volleyball league my my captain did that split in the finals he asked the other captain for for a split and we lost and you know you lost I, but you got more money because of it but i wasn't happy to, to but you're not happy if you i feel like you don't understand siler what it's like i mean i guess you've lost in the finals three times so you know that but it's like if you lose you still lose and you're like have i lost in the finals three times or two times three times no, I maybe know. i have i think i lost to to nate i lost to caniglio no did i lose to caniglio also i lost to nate I don't know. I, I maybe it uh, feels that's okay. so sad. I realized I've lost that many times. Anyway, I'm confident. My team is confident. They're playing hot. They have been killing it. They're firing on all cylinders. No, I'm not worried. But it's very contradictory because you're saying that, but then you're also saying like I don't have confidence in my team, yeah, so yeah, I want to hedge my bet to make sure that if when we lose, I get more money. 
you offer a situation to lose two hundred dollars in. That's not about my team. That's about being logical and rational and knowing that fantasy football in a one week situation is just based on luck and chance. So you're telling your guys it's it's all luck. So they're gonna go out there and play with it. Like, oh, it's all luck anyway. So why do I have to play hard? Because what's the difference? Okay, I'll let you rationalize that however you think. That, again, that's just the rational side of me. The per like the, I said the personal side. I want you to win, but okay. that's well, just like it's one thing to like on the side with Noah say like, hey, I want to do that bet. Well, yada yada yada. But then like, you basically leaked the report out to Stephen A. Smith, and he just went on for up, up first or whatever, whatever that whatever the show is called, first take, and just announced it to the world, saying his sources told him that your team has no confidence. My team plays through distractions. It really will not impact them at all. I'm not worried. Uh, I'm clearly on a winning streak against Noah, and I expect that to continue. Well, ever since my loss to you, I have not lost this season. So my team really turned it around after getting embarrassed by the Dolphins defense. So that's, uh, <laughs> we don't want to have it happen again. We're, we're mm-hmm. ready. I, I mean, you know, Sider proposed that and nobody really liked it. I proposed something a little bit more interesting for the finals rather than a, a price split. Uh, I proposed uh, benching everyone but the kicker to see uh, <laughs> really who, who whose kicker would, would take home the glory. And you didn't want to do that, Siler? It would be a, uh, it would just, it wouldn't give the rest of my team justice for <laughs> effort and outstanding work that they've put in throughout this entire year. That, that might be, that might be the most like anxiety driven like you probably would tinker so much with like oh should it be this person should I do this person should I do this like no I what never... are your thoughts of dolphins d versus cowboys d because the only reason that we're even here right now is because of both of those units uh i love cowboys d to death i'm not starting them this week though they have they have a tough matchup arizona so oh, okay and i'm keeping them on the bench in case tyler gets ruled out for something but um yeah i think uh too dangerous of, a, of an offense to uh, Cowboys D has been so good though. I don't know. Now you got me thinking. The defense is my. Own. I do have three defenses on my roster right now. That's my only, Jeez. only position that's up for uh, debate at the moment. You would play Saints D.O. Carolina is really bad. Carolina is really bad, and they're starting Sam Darnold. <laughs> um, and I, I I wasn't serious about the kicker. I just you know I heard it and I thought that'd be funny, but um, it is uh, it would be way too anxiety ridden for me. Right. So any, let's get some parting words from both final words from both teams. We'll start with Siler. Um, they can be about the season. They could be words to your opponent. They can be words to me. Um, however you want to end this last podcast. We'll do well, actually, We'll have one more podcast next week um, going into the new year. We have some superlatives. That was on me. I was being kind of lazy. I need to put together that, that, that document, but um, yeah. Any last words before your, your finals matchup? Yeah, I have on. some people to thank. First of all, Gelblatt, you've been a wonderful co-host throughout the season. You've done many wonderful iterations of Siler on the Wire that I really appreciated and enjoyed. Um, it's been a great year. I want to thank Wyatt. Without his stupidity, I wouldn't be in the finals right now. So thank you, Wyatt. Um, let's. No, see. I'm not even joking. I was on. I'm playing Xbox with him, and I'm like, why are? You, why would you not? pick up Cooper Rush. I was like, why, like, I was like, what's the harm? And he was like, no, I have sources. I know that Dak's going to play. Yeah, he told me the same thing. I don't know. it. <laughs> whatever sources. Maybe I planted those sources for Wyatt. Um, but anyway, Wyatt, you are the real MVP. You are the cake eater this year, and you might impact who wins the league this year. So thank you. 
Um, shout out to Scott for almost making it to his first finals. Uh, it ended in kind of classic Scott, unfortunate luck fashion, but may, there's always next year. And everybody, we had a phenomenal season. It was probably the closest year that we've had with a million teams finishing seven and seven. Uh, I'll send out the rule change survey because it's fresh in everybody's mind soon. And, you know, good luck to Noah in the finals. We always have great matchups. So I wish you luck. Thank you. Noah, any words from you? Um, yeah, first off, thank you. Thank you, Siler. I, I wish you good luck as well. Um, we didn't even, it's funny. I, I was going to mention how, uh, you know, I, I think the last couple of weeks playing Nate and Lee in my last two regular season matches played some QB defense and then ended up being, you know, I was playing, playing running back defense against Scott and it ended up being my defense that took me to the championship. So not, not my physical defense, but my Cowboys defense. So, you know, all in all a great defensive effort uh, in the last month um, here. And uh, we didn't even talk about the, the drama that came with the uh, stat correction after the punt block touchdown, but no need to bring it up now. I didn't even think there was drama. Yeah, I was going to say, what drama was there? No, I was no, just waiting. No, no. Yeah, I was, I, I was just, I was waiting anxiously to make sure that ESPN was going to make the correct change because I, I watched the touchdown happen. I'm like, I only got two points for that. What's, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, no. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was very, I, I think I, I when, when Scott was like, I won. I was like, what are you? I was like, what are you talking about? Like, we all, we've all been talking about how there was a touchdown right here. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, very, very intense. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, you know, I, I, I have my division to thank. We, we're, we're a really strong division. We keep pushing each other to get better. All three of us making playoffs this year was a big thing for us. Um, you know, we had a little celebration party for that. And um, I think from the beginning of the season, I remember preseason, you guys picked your darlings, and, and I t texted Siler. Tyler. Siler said, I can't pick Noah because Tom Brady won't get it done this year. And I told him he's dead wrong, and that's, uh, you know, Tom Brady's going to be the one to, to prove it. So I'm excited to play him. Um, I was also going to say thanks for the wide receiver one off the free agent wire. That's very helpful as a callback to Antonio Dang. Brown. Yep. <laughs> so he, he got him late in the draft. I got him off the free agent and hopefully leads me to championship. Um, but yeah, good, thank you for a great podcast. I, I appreciate listening every week and good luck to everybody next year in the draft yes definitely we, you you'd mentioned this quickly so one last thing before we sign off what's yours of where we've hit the th i think this is this is we, this would be the third year of our divisions right uh this is the second year of our division so so what what are your thoughts on this this idea of you know someone had mentioned you know oh because we have more weeks now if you change it to three divisions of four you know everyone plays each other once um, and then you play everyone in your division twice versus yeah. right now where you play everyone once, you play everyone in the league once, you play everyone in your division twice, and you play someone else in the outside the league one additional time. To me, I think that we should still keep it as is just because of the th the four-division format is a lot more fun than, I think, three divisions. Yeah, I personally, I, I love the four divisions. I mean, I think it's been really fun to, you know, have an intense rivalry with Nate and Lee. Uh but, you know, I think there's definitely you know, no perfect way to do it. Like, I, I don't think if we switch it to three divisions of four, we're going to say this is bad or this is amazing. But um, so I'm open to a decision being made. 
um, you know, after our third season. But for right now, I'm, I, I definitely love the four divisions. Yeah, I agree. I think it just I understand like the argument of oh, but you but yeah, you play one other person randomly. But I think that the idea of it treating it like a conference kind of trumps that 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 idea. We could also do something like you play. So like, for example, next year I could play Noah in that extra game and then third could play fourth, fifth could play sixth, like do something like that. Uh, like you play, like you play you or, play. or, or you, or you, mm-hmm. you line up, you line up divisions, right? So like, let's say like we're like, maybe because you and Noah are in the finals, your division is paired with Noah's and my division is paired with Scott, Brian, Wyatt. And we lined it up where because I was at the bottom of my division, I would play Wyatt and then Scott. I kind of did that this year. I mean, I messed it up a tiny bit, but I kind of did that this year where I just randomly picked a division and said, oh, you came in first, you play the first. Oh, so yeah, I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, I'm fine to keep doing that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both for being on. It'll be an exciting matchup. I'm sure we'll all, you know, again, to reiterate from the top of the show, is the matchup we all wanted to see? Definitely not. Are we proud of you both for making it to the finals? And it's definitely well-deserved. So, you know, well, life goes on. Congratulations to you both. You guys have both been gentlemen throughout this whole thing. And we'll be here next week for a recap on the final matchup and some superlatives. So, as always, I'm your host, 2018 champion, Andrew Gelblatt. Joined, as always, by your co-host, your commissioner, your, your two-time champion, Mr. Andrew Seiler. And we had the pleasure of being joined this week by our 2016 champion. 2016? Nope. 20, yep, 2016 champion, almost two-time 2016-2017 champion, Mr. Noah Smitelli. Signing off, and enjoy Happy New Year, and enjoy the last week of football. Oh, thank you.